welcome to The Rob Burgess Show. I'm, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 228th episode, our returning guest is Ash Burgess. Ash Burgess has been a guest on 31 previous episodes of the podcast. For a complete list, check the show notes. Ash Burgess has a dusty degree in religious studies and an appetite for both high and low culture. She strives to celebrate the best of every season with her young children. Follow her on Instagram at Ash Burgess, all one word, and subscribe to her YouTube channel. And now on to the show. I think you're using that squishmallow in ways that squishmallows were never intended. This squishmallow supports me perfectly. This squishmallow supports me mm-hmm. better than the like $60 pregnancy pillow that I had last time. Mm. So I'm just saying, like, financially, this squishmallow is like. A real superstar. But it's kind of misshapen now from being used yeah, I mean, in ways that it wasn't necessarily intended to be. It's probably not going to be like looking, but the pregnancy pillow. What was pillow, that supposed to be? Was that supposed to be an Easter egg? egg. Okay. It doesn't look yeah. like an Easter egg. Anymore. Well, it's kind of lumpy now, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying, how much was this originally? Like $20? Uh-huh. And if it supports me through this whole pregnancy versus the other pillow, which also died by the end of... Mm-hmm. The pregnancy that I bought it for, but which cost like $70. I'm just saying. Savings. I'm just saying savings, but not like a compromise save. Not like I'm saving money by being uncomfortable. Like, I don't remember that pregnancy pillow supporting me better than the Squishmallow has done. <laughs> People love the Squishmallows. It's really squishy. Have mm-hmm. you felt it? I know. It's, there's something really... It's kind of like... You know, like, the feeling of, like, when you're squeezing, like, a stress ball, like, there's just mm. something just, like, so satisfying about it. Mm-hmm. Something about the way that it squeezes is so satisfying. Mm. But it just supports the side of my stomach so perfectly when I'm, like, mm-hmm. trying to lay in bed. We should probably mention at this point that you are eight months pregnant right now? Yeah, almost nine months. I mean, I mean, do you only say that you're nine months pregnant on your due date? No, I guess, well, yeah. Okay, because... So then I guess I'll just, I am eight months pregnant and will continue to be eight months pregnant until the day that I'm due? Is that how it works? I guess it is. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Then yes, I am eight months pregnant. Okay. So yeah, we're about, we're about three weeks away from my due date. Yeah, we're we're in the home stretch. I would assume based on previous pregnancies that he'll come, you know, close to the due date. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm hoping not any earlier. But, mm-hmm. you know, but not too much later either, though, because that's really pressing up against you and Lilac's birthdays. Yes. Like, like, he, like he's due exactly a week before Lilac's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want him to come before he's due, but I also really don't want him to come on her birthday. He'd have to be, like, six days. Yeah, I mean, that would be, like, pushing it lateness-wise, but that happens. Yeah. There are people that even go, like, I don't know, nine, ten, like, days late. Mm. So I mean, it's not—it's not inconceivable, but I do think he definitely would. You know, I'm expecting him to be out by then. It's just you know, it's that window of time that I'm saying like, we are pushing it really close to having all the. All the there's a lot of birthdays coming. Yes, yeah. very much so. You need to finish deciding what you want. Yes, I do. I'm trying. Well, understandably, considering that I'm due the week before you and Lilac's birthdays, I'm trying to kind of get some. Preparations made in advance because I don't know how like able to throw stuff together. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. Like we, we already talked about the fact that you're gonna have to buy some cakes this year. That's fine. I usually 
really like baking the cakes, but I don't think we can count on you to do that. I can, I can start ordering this. Well, we just need to figure out how nice of cakes that we want and where we're getting them from. Like, mm -hmm. do we want grocery store cakes? In which case, I think we only need maybe like a week or two in advance notice. Do we want mm -hmm. like nicer cakes, which might need more notice and also cost more, but be more delicious. But like, how much do we care about that? Mm-hmm. Our kids will eat any cake presented to them, I think. But... <laughs> it's true. But anyway, yes, I am eight months pregnant. <laughs> so, yes. so yeah, you wanted to kind of lead by talking about that. Well, we started talking about the Squishmallow. We did. But the, well, the Squishmallow actually ties into both of the main things we wanted to talk about because it ties into Easter also since it happens to be an Easter egg, Squishmallow. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the pregnancy first since we've already kind of gotten into that. Sure. Did we ever do, like, an intro? No. We should probably do that now, so people know who they're talking to. <laughs> Welcome to the Rob Burgess Show, Ash Burgess. Thank you. I'm glad to be here once, yes. once more. Absolutely. How many shows have I done with you? Oh, at least, like, two dozen, probably more. Yeah, it's, I haven't really, like, I haven't kept count. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, I'm glad to be back. Um, so speaking of the pregnancy, I think we wanted to talk about how, you know... This is, you know, as we're getting towards the end here, it brings up a lot of, you know, comparisons and contrasts and thoughts just because last time we were at this point in a pregnancy, it was um, the spring of 2020. Mm. So it was a very wild time to be pregnant. Yes. And, and that, and that worked out, you know, it actually like, it's funny because that was a very stressful time to be pregnant, but at the same time. It actually worked out well, I think. Like, we were just talking today about how I feel like that, like, postpartum period was probably my best one, you know, as of yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I think because, you know, due to what was going on then, you were working from home, so, you know, I was able to rest more and focus on just, you know, resting and taking care of the baby more than if you had been going, you know, mm -hmm. traveling back and forth to an office. Yeah, most definitely. That also, you know, we had kind of a wild delivery story that I feel like a lot of people would think is very stressful. Like if, if we were just, you know, I think when you say, you know, we planned on a hospital birth and then we like accidentally didn't make it to the hospital and had the baby at our house and then had to go to the hospital in the ambulance. Like mm -hmm. that sounds very stressful, but actually I feel like it worked, everything went, worked out really well. I mean, like. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just came out so fast, which I think if the baby comes out fast, it's usually because they're in, like, a good position. Mm hmm So, you know, she just kind of... Not like it wasn't difficult. Like, the actual, like, being in labor was very intense. But I would prefer something very intense for a short period of time over something still grueling that goes on and on and on, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it couldn't have gone better, honestly. It was great. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to be, like, almost at that point again. Although I'm kind of sad that the end of the pregnancy is so near. Even though I'm excited to yeah. see the baby on the outside and everything. Especially since, you know, we're our kind of plan is for this to be the last one. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of sad to think that I won't be pregnant again after this. It is the amazing thing that your body does. It's the most amazing thing. It's like, mm -hmm. well, it's like Emerald was asking me the other day if, like, magic is real. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, kind of. I mean, there are things that happen, and even though we have scientific explanations for them, it still feels magical. Like, even though, obviously, if you look at how many humans there are in the world, and how many just animals in general, obviously pregnancy and birth is a normal thing, at the same time, it does feel magical. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that there's, like, a real miniature person living in me right now feels magical. And that I'm able to somehow grow them from just, like, a tiny, just beginning into, like, an actual substantial human. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's magic right there. Oh, absolutely. It's, like, explainable, but it's not really, like, I don't know... It seems like explainable but implausible somehow. Exactly. Like even even if you explain it's kind of like how I've read the description of, you know, how the physics of like being able to fly in an airplane works. Mm-hmm. But it still sort of to me seems like just how are we doing this, you know? Yeah, I still don't get it. It's like I understand about like the wings and like the air and the all that, but it's still like the airplane's so heavy, and somehow it's just getting aloft, and you know, and it's just going. Especially since some a lot of those planes are like thirty and forty years old, and they're just yeah, they're just, they're just still it. going, like yeah, all the but, time. But I mean, pregnancy even more so. It's like I understand this is like the the biology of how this all happens, but mm-hmm. it's still just like all of the details somehow have to happen, and it's just like wow, right? You know, it's incredible. It is incredible, so. And it's just like, I just hope I can sort of enjoy the end of the pregnancy a little bit more, because I feel like it's been really stressful Mm -hmm. the last couple weeks, just like. Getting everything ready. Yeah, and just like, I don't know, I feel like we were kind of like, it it always feels like too soon to prepare, Mm -hmm. or there's reasons why, like, you know, not to get certain things ready. It always seems like that until suddenly it seems like almost like you've waited too long, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. But we are getting ready. Yeah. You know? And also just, like, encouraging him to stay in for an appropriate amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. I've never had, like, really a concern of, like, premature labor or whatever. But, I mean, some people do have a baby, like, a couple weeks before their due date. So, I mean, that can happen. Yeah, I think overworking your body can make it happen sooner right yes i mean you can definitely like start i think you can definitely throw yourself into labor if there's like you know stresses or like overworks or you know if you don't like if you're starting to have like contractions and you don't rest and stuff like that Mm -hmm. at the same time i do think some people's bodies just want to go into labor at certain points in the pregnancy you know like i think some like some people it's like all of their kids come one week before the due date and so you think like mm-hmm. maybe this is just the point at which your body's like all right it's time to come out you know mm-hmm. definitely but i mean lilac was like i went into labor just hours after her due date had passed like it was like one fifteen in the morning when i woke mm-hmm. up in labor with her so on like the day technically after her due date so i mean based on that i wouldn't be i'm not like too concerned about him coming super early although mm-hmm. sometimes i feel like he might be like big like bigger than the other ones yeah like i don't know like i just like the way that he feels in my stomach like he feels like he's taking up a lot of space right now he does seem rather big like just like i feel like he's like pressing really hard against like the exterior layer of me or something in a way oh that God. like like i remember the others doing that somewhat but i he i, I feel just more like 
overly full or something with him. Hmm. So I don't know what that means. Maybe he'll be larger. Usually, supposedly, your second baby is your largest. And so far, that has been true with us. Because Emerald was, like, almost a full pound bigger than either of the other two. What about Lilac? She was just a few ounces bigger than Cap. Mm -hmm. She only seemed bigger because she didn't really lose any weight. Like, because I think she was, like, six pounds, maybe, like, two ounces when Mm -hmm. she was born. And he was six pounds, one ounce. The difference is just that, like... He lost 10% of his body weight in, like, the day or two after he was born. So mm-hmm. then he was, like, super small. Whereas I don't think she lost very much weight at all. And then she, like, more rapidly regained the weight. So she yeah. seemed bigger, but, like, their actual baseline starting point mm-hmm. was pretty similar. Yeah. Although she was longer than he was. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, she's just a longer person, I think. A very long person. But Emerald was, like, a full pound bigger. Like, Emerald was, like, seven pounds, one ounce. She's sitting here with the... A pajama top riding up almost to her armpits and like she asked me to rub her belly while she was trying yes, to sleep. I know but like just emphasizing her length like you mean because the pajama top cannot cover her the midsection and like her pants are like capri pants basically it's true she's really long well it's yeah. interesting with the timing of clothing because we have all these hand-me-down clothing from emerald you know mm-hmm. she's like just you know spaced one person before her and like another girl so there's like a lot of clothes but Lilac's always wearing them at a different time than when Emerald wore them, so like sometimes the se- you know, this the years and the seasons aren't like an exact match. Yeah. Well, because Emerald sort of stayed the same size for a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like Li- Lilac didn't ever really do that. So there was a pocket of time that Lilac hit around probably around about where she is now, where we don't really have that many hand-me-downs from Emerald because Emerald kind of wasn't ever really that size because Emerald sort of stayed the size before this for like a year and then suddenly she grew like rapidly like past that size to like to the next size. You know what I mean? Totally. And that kind of changes things. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Although it's fine because I like having an excuse to buy them like new clothes. Got so many whimsical pajamas at this point. Although I don't know. The pajamas are all like falling apart. Yeah. Like they're just, I feel like. Not made the last. I feel like I'm constantly buying pajamas. And every time I buy pajamas, I kind of have this fantasy where I'm just like, now we just own so many. Like, at Christmas time, I bought five new sets of pajamas for each of the kids. Wow. And in my mind, (laughs) it doesn't feel that way at all. But in my mind, I kind of felt like we were going to have this, like, luxurious abundance of pajamas. Mm -hmm. Because that wasn't, like, the only pajamas they owned. That was just, like, in addition to the collection of pajamas that we'd already established for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought that, you know, it would feel like we had more. But I feel like it's... For every pajama that I buy, another pair of pajamas rips or something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, you know, we're never going to get ahead. We need to just accept that. (laughs) I didn't actually buy them any Easter pajamas this year, though. Mm-hmm. Which I probably... I mean, there's still time. I still could. Yeah. I probably should. But let's talk about Easter. Yes, let's. I mean, if, unless there's anything else, like, about the pregnancy you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay, because I am excited to talk about Easter because, as you know, Easter basketry is probably one of the things that I do best. Mm-hmm. You're very good at it. You've made Easter Emerald's favorite holiday. It is. It's Emerald's favorite holiday, and I do feel like, I think I take the Easter basketry further, probably, than most people do. Mm. So people 
who aren't you are doing more modest things sometimes i mean well it's just like any other gifting holiday everyone has their level of like what they can or want to do or Mm -hmm. like decide to do you know and like i think for some people it's just kind of like you throw the chocolate money in the basket and call it a day you know Mm -hmm. or you buy the pre-made easter basket Mm. but i enjoy putting the easter baskets together so much Mm-hmm. Maybe even more than I like Christmas shopping, and I do like Christmas shopping a lot. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason I like doing the Easter basket so much, though, is that with Christmas shopping, I'm more thinking about like what the kids want. Whereas it's not that I'm not thinking about what they want with the Easter baskets, but I'm thinking about things that they will enjoy that I want them to have. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of more just like whatever I decide to get. Like, because with Christmas, you know, we do like. I've discouraged them from, like, making, like, huge lists, but I still do kind of take into account, like, they, like, you know, will ask for specific things. Like, maybe they'll have a couple things that they are hoping for. Whereas with Easter, I always say, like, Easter is not, like, a gift request holiday. <laughs> I heard you saying that to Emerald today. Well, Emerald, the thing about Emerald is that it's hard to say no to her because she's so, like, some of the things that she says, I feel like if she, if you didn't know her and didn't know, like, the tone of voice that she says them in, you would think that she sounds really spoiled and, like, kind of, like, obnoxious, but she's so pure-hearted, it's hard to say no to her. It's just, like, she just has, but, like, the sky is the limit for, like, what Emerald imagines that she could be having, like, at any given time, too, Mm -hmm. though. Like, you know, but I appreciate her, though, because, you know, she has some very solid goals, like, you know. She wants to ride a horse, she wants Mm -hmm. to get her ears pierced, she wants to own an Emerald Tree Boa, she... I think she also wants emerald jewelry. Yes, she wants emerald jewelry. And, you know, not all of those goals are going to... I keep telling her, like, <laughs> okay, let's scratch the emerald tree boa, because that's not happening. But as far <laughs> as getting... Not <laughs> Yeah, that's... No. Maybe maybe one day when she lives alone, but... Even if I was open to the idea of having a snake, which I'm not, I think when I read the description of emerald tree boa care, where... And apparently this is not every snake, but, like, some snakes, mm-hmm. including the emerald tree boa, where... In order for them to poop, like, I don't know, once every six weeks or something, you have to make this special, like, rain chamber box that they go into where, I don't know, it just, like, sort of gently mists them to help them relax so that they can, like, defecate. And, like, even if I wasn't already, like, a hard pass on getting a snake, like, I'm not getting any pets where I have to, like, build a special enclosure to, like, gently mist them so that they can poop. Like, that's you know, just... we could get one for a couple hundred bucks. Right? Yeah, I mean... Five, six hundred dollars, I think you can have one. You would cost more than that, ultimately, because we would need to get all the equipment. Let's just assume it would be like a thousand dollars at least. And like the ongoing expense, just, you know, and just, it's a a no from me. (laughs) But still, other than the Emerald Tree Boa, the Emerald Jewelry, the Riding a Horse, and the Ear Piercings, I think those are all reasonable things for her to want. They can't all happen at once, though. No. I do think that I mean, we're going to try to figure out how to help her do some horseback riding, you know, coming up at some point, and probably will cave in and let her get her ears pierced as well. Yes. You know what? Emerald jewelry goes in ear piercings. Like earrings. Yes, but she wants pink heart-shaped earrings. Oh, okay. I see. Although I don't know if a piercing place will... I mean, if we take her to an actual piercing place, which would be better for the piercing, I don't know if they will offer pink heart-shaped studs, but we'll mm. have to... We'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> That's 
<laughs> that's a conversation for a different day with her. Yes. <clears throat> but, like, okay, so, like, yes, she has a lot of things that she wants, but she also is a very hard worker. I mean, like... Absolutely. She, I mean, she wants to play the guitar, and she does, and, mm-hmm. I mean, she'll practice for, like, more than an hour voluntarily, and, like, you'll have to stop her from practicing, like... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, you usually run the practices with her, but... Mm-hmm. When you were, like, on a work trip recently and I was supervising the practice, like, I would have to, like, stop her just because, you know, I don't want her to, like, hurt her hands. Like, I don't want her to, like, overdo it and then be injured and not be able to do it the next day. She wants those calluses, She does, but it's, like, she's, but you know what I mean? Like, she's five years old and she's, like, willing to practice the guitar for more than an hour a day because it's, like, she's driven and she wants to do it. Absolutely. But she's just very sweet, so, like, when she says things, like... In my Easter basket, I would like one very large chocolate bunny and a small chocolate bunny. It's like, on the one hand, I'm like, no, this is not a gift request holiday. But on the other hand, it's like hard to say no to that. Because I know she just loves Easter so much and loves the idea of finding chocolate bunnies of various sizes in her basket. She is so pure-hearted about it, it's true. Yeah, but I, that's what I've always said, though, about like the idea of like a child being like spoiled or whatever. It's all about the tone. Mm. And she's always so like grateful and excited about. As long things. as you're not like entitled, you know, and you know, like if you kind of are grateful, it, it makes it a lot more. Exactly, and enduring. it's not like it's not like she's demanding these things. It's more just like I feel like she just feels comfortable telling me like what it is that she hopes she could mm-hmm. be getting. But I only got one chocolate bunny for basket. I think she'll, I think she'll be okay though because there's be some fine. other good stuff in there. I'm sure she'll be fine when she, she sees the plethora of things. So how do you want to, like, talk about your Easter basket, tree? Well, I mean, I should definitely mention that I'm going to be filming a video this weekend so people can, ah. like, see the Easter baskets on my YouTube channel. Where where can they find your YouTube channel? I mean, it's just Ash Burgess. A-S-H-B-U-R-G-E-S-S? Yeah, so, so that's my YouTube channel. And I also have basket videos from the past at least three or four years. So yeah. there's already a bunch up there if anybody's just, like chomping for more ideas, but I'm definitely filming this weekend to get that posted, hopefully by Monday. So so if anybody's actually trying to watch the video to get ideas and shop, they still have time. Cool. But I'm excited about the baskets this year. I mean, every year I do things a little bit differently, but there are some things I always do. Like, I always do books and, like, things like, you know, bubbles and chalk are pretty standard. But this year, I really stuck a lot harder to my color schemes for each basket. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about that because for me, see, that's the other thing I like about putting an Easter basket together. Not just that it's like, oh, it's me getting the kids what I want them to have that I think they'll like. I also have sort of rules that I set for myself, which maybe make it harder, but it makes it more exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, for example... I don't like to get a lot of things that are so Easter specific that they're kind of like junk after Easter. Like I try to get things that are really going to like be used and enjoyed long term. But at the same time, I want them to be Eastery. Mm. So like, you know, because I think some people, and this is totally fine, it's just not what I like to do, just get things and they don't really worry about how Eastery they are. They're just like, if it fits in the basket, it could be in an Easter basket. And mm-hmm. I respect that. But like with me, it needs to feel in some way eastery either in like the like theme of the item like it's eastery or it's springtimey or in like the color scheme like the pastelness or whatever mm-hmm. and so this year i did kind of go with color schemes for the baskets like i went basically with people's favorite colors so you know for cap i did mostly blue and then there's some green in there and then 
for lilac, I did purple, of course, which I'm really excited that purple's her favorite color. I hope it stays her favorite color forever. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, how exciting would it be if your name was your favorite color? Yeah. Like, it just works out really well. Mm -hmm. Whereas Emerald, I mean, her name is Emerald, but in, as much as she wants an Emerald tree bow, I think her favorite color is actually pink. Mm -hmm. And she'll, she'll, she'll be the first to tell you it's pink, purple, and yellow. And then I think she has, like, a cast of, like, <laughs> supporting other colors. Yeah, she's always like, Daddy, what's your fifth favorite color? And, and you're like, like oh I don't God, even I know. I like, haven't run it down that far <laughs> lately. The back. older I get, the less favorites of any kind I have. Yeah, it's a lot more fitting. I have more things to define myself by than that, I but guess. I can remember having, like, long and deep-feeling conversations, even, like, in high school, about, mm -hmm. like, what people's favorite colors were and why, and now it just kind of just, it all seems so, like, whatever. But anyway, so, I mean, so for Emerald, we did, I did more, like, pinks and things. And then I also, you know... For the girls, they have a lot of really similar things. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of interesting because, like, where our kids are at right now, you know, our oldest and, you know, current boy, even though, you know, the baby that will be born after Easter will also be a boy, but our mm -hmm. oldest is, he's going to be nine this summer. And so I feel like he's maybe like he's very clear and he's very and he's always been very clear on kind of what his interests are and like what he's into mm -hmm. and then i mean emerald is five she'll be six you know also this summer she has she's clear on what her interests are but she has so many interests that it makes shopping both very difficult and very hard for her mm -hmm. like shopping for her is easy but that's why it's hard because it's like it's harder for me to draw the line and just you know cut myself off because not only is it easy because she likes so many things and mm -hmm. she actually uses stuff like yeah the thing is with you know with our son like he likes very specific things and he will use those very specific things but if you get him just like more ran like like if you get him experimental things just to see if he'll like them he probably won't and won't use them mm -hmm. And he doesn't have, like, that many different interests. So it's like there's just specific things. Whereas Emerald, I feel like she has, like, 20 things that she definitely, like, would use and enjoy. Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, this is probably also just because I'm, like, also a girl. A lot of the stuff for her is, like, so exciting. It's, like, fun to buy. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. like, of course I want to buy these, like, small unicorn figurines. Like, you know? Definitely. Um, but I guess what I was getting at, though, as far as the age spread of our kids is that I think, like, intellectual capability-wise, the oldest two, being, like, you know, almost six and almost nine, are in some ways pretty similar. I mean, even though, obviously, like, you know, scholastically, like, nine-year-old is ahead, you know, and things like reading and stuff like that, I feel like as far as, like, their ability, like, their dexterity yeah. and their, like, ability to, like, comprehend things and enjoy, like, certain types of items is pretty similar However, their interests, I feel like, are pretty different at this point. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, Lilac, even though she's just two, you know, she'll be three very soon after Easter. Her, like, abilities aren't really as caught up. Like, she's, like, her abilities are, like, definitely, like, not quite where Emerald's abilities are. But interest-wise, she's very, she's very much right there. I mean, maybe because she's also a girl in some ways, and I mean, they're both into some stereotypically girly kind of things, but then also probably because just since they're, you know, next door to each other spacing-wise, of course Lilac wants to, like, copy Emerald and do, you know, emulate her and do what she does, so whatever she sees Emerald doing, she thinks is exciting. So for that reason, I think the girls' baskets are 
a lot more similar to each other, and mm -hmm. then Caps is kind of different. Yeah. Definitely. I'm interested if I leave my comments on this year to see what kind of, like, hateful comments I receive about I can't this. believe the hateful comments. Like, people, like, really get in and give you thumbs... Do they do thumbs down anymore? I feel like they might have taken the thumbs down thing away. Or do they like, just not record the number? I don't... I don't think it's an option anymore. No. I don't know. I feel I've, like I've the not. thumbs up is still an option. Yes, thumbs up is still an option. I just don't know what's happening with thumbs down. I think it might have been, like, canceled. Yeah. But I just mean, like, okay, like, for example, I remember last year somebody commented, like... Oh, it seems like you're trying to turn your boy into a girl. Mm. I think because I bought him shoes that had like some purple on them. So only girls can like purple now? Which, I mean, first of all, I would like to point out that I bought those shoes in the boys' section. Mm -hmm. But like, even beyond that, even had I not, because I mean, I feel like children's shoes are, you know, unisex or whatever. It's so, like whoever wants to wear the shoes should just wear them. I don't think that like. The purpleness of his shoes is going to turn him into a girl, unless that was something that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, like, that's that's a nine comment. It is, but it's things like that where it's like... Of course, there were probably a hundred nice comments that you don't even remember. No, I remember all the nice comments, and I appreciate them. I just... No, I I'm was, saying it's natural to, like, folk fiction sure. on... No, I just remembered that one specifically because I try not to be self-aware of things like that, because it's like... Some people just are going to have, like, a problem with whatever you do. Like, it's like, I feel like if oh, you buy your kids it. too much... Yeah, it's exactly. That's what I mean. It's just expected. Like, I'm sure some people think I buy too much stuff for the Easter baskets. But then if you buy less stuff, I'm sure there's people that think, like, oh, why didn't you buy more stuff for the Easter baskets? Like, I know, like, and I've seen other people in their videos address things like this where it's like, oh, people think I don't buy enough candy or people are like, your poor kids why don't you ever buy them clothes or like, you know, so it's just like somebody's always going to like say something about like whatever. And, but I try not to like, I mean, as you pointed out to me, you're like, your family motto should be never justified, never explain. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do try to kind of live by that to a certain extent. Like I like explaining joyfully what I do in the Easter basket shopping because I, I like enjoy doing it, but I don't feel like I need to explain as in like, all right, guys, I understand that there's a lot of stuff in these baskets, but it's just what no. we've decided to do. It's like, you know what I mean? There is a lot of stuff in the baskets because it is You're just what I've decided to do. Yeah. It's like... This year, though, I think in some ways I made the baskets more practical. Mm -hmm. I did put a lot of clothes in there, even though I didn't put any pajamas in, which I might still need to like do, although the baskets are pretty full, so maybe I won't do that. But... I got them each, like, a spring jacket. Mm. Like, just, like, like the girls, I got, like, jean jackets, and Cap, I got, like, a lighter weight. Like, like you know, it's, like, a sweatshirt, but it's actually just, like, a t-shirt, but, like, with the hood and the long sleeves and everything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that took up a lot of room in the baskets. I also did swimsuits this year, kind of overly optimistically, since I don't think we ever went swimming last year. Mm -mm. But I, my thought was, though, that, that um, for the little girls, I thought they might just wear them, because you know how they like to do, like, weird experiments with like pouring water and stuff mm -hmm. and then their clothes get wet and they scream and scream or they'll just be like nude and like doing the water pouring i thought maybe they could just wear the swimsuits when they're doing that mm -hmm. yeah. kind of my like main reason for getting the swimsuits honestly no that's that's a smart thing they do get rather soaked and people start screaming as soon as their clothes get even a little bit dry not dry well it's because they're playing about just like pouring water into containers but like 
of course, when little kids are playing, pouring water back and forth into, like, little beakers and, like, teacups and stuff, eventually there's going to be, like, a spill and a flood. Like, <laughs> so, really, I just thought they could just mostly wear the swimsuits for that. And then I got swimsuits for everyone because it's, like, that is the thing about having multiple kids. You always have this feeling of needing things to be even, even when sometimes certain people don't need certain things. Mm. Like, I got the swimsuits mostly for the girls because I felt like they needed them for that reason. But then I was like, I should probably also get him a swimsuit too. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be fair. Yeah. Even though he might be using it less often because he'll probably only actually use the swimsuit if we ever actually, like, go swimming. But he will notice the absence. I mean, the kids are very, like, perceptive of who's getting what when others aren't, you know? Yes, like, he'll notice if every, if they get swimsuits and he doesn't. And then also, I mean, I figured if, if we're... If, we, if none of us own swimsuits, that's one thing. Because then if we needed to get swimsuits, we could be like, alright, we're gonna surge out and buy swimsuits for this thing that we're planning to do. But if some people have swimsuits, then it sort of, like, feels inconvenient to have to buy a swimsuit for one person because they don't have them. I'd rather just everyone have them and then we can just... If the occasion to use them arises, be like, oh, good, everyone has swimsuits, you know? Mm-hmm. And the really big thing that I do every year is that I get them shoes mm. for for Easter. And I usually do, you know, at least one, but sometimes two pairs of shoes. Mm. But that is something where I didn't do the same thing for everybody because I got the girls natives, mm. which are like a water shoe. But I didn't get any for him because I just bought him those Crocs. Mm-hmm. And they fit him, like, they fit him just as well as, like, the natives would have. And, like, he doesn't need both Crocs and natives. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And those Crocs were, like, kind of expensive. I mean, they weren't really more expensive than the natives would be. But it's, like, he doesn't need them both because, like, any occasion where he would have worn the natives, he'll just be wearing the Crocs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But still, buying the shoes is always very exciting because I love shoes. Mm-hmm. I love shoe shopping. Last year, I made a huge mistake with the shoes. And I got tie sneakers mm. and i've decided i'm never doing that again like our kids don't really need to learn how to tie shoes do they i mean eventually they probably <laughs> they eventually. should okay but think about it this way because i've thought about this a lot with other skills and i think this could potentially apply to tying shoes as well mm-hmm. there are a lot of skills that people invest a lot of time into trying to teach small children and then one day eventually the children know how to do it And it feels satisfying to the parent who spent, like, maybe years working on this skill because it feels like finally the years are paying off. Things like, there are people that spend time and energy trying to teach their kids, like, colors. Mm -hmm. And, like, the numbers from 1 to 10. And, like, the alphabet. Mm. Honestly, I've never spent any time and energy trying to teach our kids any of those things. And I feel like they learned those things naturally and at the same time as children whose parents have spent years leading up to that like sure we also have that thing that sticks to the fridge that's like taught oh yeah i mean children i mean okay (laughs) it's a little bit it's a little bit disingenuous to say that i haven't put any effort into teaching them the abcs because it's like i read to them a lot and we have lots of alphabet books and i like i point things out to them naturally like in conversation like you know oh look at the green balloon and oh that's red but i'm not like doing it pointedly but i think some people like the way they talk about it, it sounds like they're really, like, working at it. Like, we're working on shapes. And it's like, do you really need to work on shapes? Or can you just kind of, like, through the process of living, by the time you're, like, five years old, you probably will know what the shapes are. I mean, when we get stuff like 
tetrahedron and rhombus and stuff, we probably need to like study that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. no, in like in like first and second grade math, there are shapes that we actually did have to learn, you know, because things like a hexagon, like we don't know, we we didn't like know what that was, just like immediately, and it's like, yeah, we had to be like, okay, this is what it is. I'm just saying things like circle and square and stuff. I feel like you can you teach. I guess you do teach those things to your kids, but in a way that just kind of flows naturally. But I think some people think you need to like drill those things, and I don't. I don't think it's. Ne I think as long as you're teaching those things, as long as you're just naturally kind of interacting with your kids and like talking about things that you see in the world, those things kind of naturally come up, you know. Yeah, and kids are sponges too. They'll pick it up if you are just putting them in it enough, you know. Yes, but I guess I'm trying to remember why why we started talking about this. <laughs> like how the, how does this relate to the Easter basket throw? Uh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know either, but, <laughs> but speaking of educational materials, I mean, I think I was saying that I went pretty practical this year, so I got, like, a fair amount of clothes, everyone's getting new socks and underwear, mm. um, but that's something that they really needed, oh, and yeah. so it's like... Always. But I'm trying to, because I really like to spoil them by putting a ton of stuff in the Easter baskets, but at the same time, I want them to be grateful for things, so I feel like if you get the underwear as a present maybe it seems like they're more grateful versus if I just have to buy the underwear and it just kind of shows up they think that like the underwear fairy just kind of brought it to them you know what I mean tying it to an occasion yeah I just want them to know that the underwear not not like in a, like a heavy way but like the underwear did cost money especially when you're buying underwear for like multiple people it really kind of adds up you know yeah. especially since our kids have no concept of <laughs> what stuff costs or... well yeah because I mean they don't really like they don't usually have very much money of their own mm -hmm. and I mean they're too young to really like manage a lot of money and especially you know given that the past few years haven't always been conducive to like taking them shopping at the store too because mm -hmm. I mean I feel like when I was maybe like the older kids ages my parents would take me into a store sometimes and you know I would have, like, a few dollars that I could, like, pick out, like, mm. a, some little trinket or something. Right. And, pay for, and, you know, pay for it myself and count out the change at, like, the checkout counter and stuff. But just with everything that's happened over the past few years, it's not always, you know, we haven't been, like, taking them out to do their own shopping like that very much. Yeah. So I think that they're, that's kind of contributed to them not really having a very big concept of how much things cost. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I think, you know, that'll, th that concept will grow over time. Like, we'll probably, like, mm -hmm. let them, you know, shop for some things at some point, and that'll kind of help with that, just, like, general. Oh, definitely. But still, yes, I, I feel like, you know, because I like to buy them, like, lots of clothes and stuff, but I do like to have it be more of, like, a gift versus just kind of these things magically show up, materialize, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. But I also always, you know, educationally, I do always buy them books, too, for the Easter basket, which I'm always excited about. That's another thing that's really hard, though, because I have a huge running list of books that I'm interested in getting the kids, and then it's really hard for me to limit myself to, like, not buying, like, too many books for the Easter basket. Mm. Yeah. Our kids love books. They do, and it's, like, it's, it's, it's really easy for me to justify buying more books. You know what I mean? It's, like... It's easy to talk yourself into buying more books for your kids. Mm. Like it's such a it's such a like righteous purchase, you know. You're not gonna feel bad about it. 
Exactly. And like, it's easy to like, be like, oh, of course I'll get more books. But it's like, I do have to like tap the brakes at some point. But the girls do have birthdays coming up mm-hmm. right around the corner too, which is exciting. And that's another thing that I'll have video out about, hopefully, about both of those that I'll get filmed before the new baby comes. So mm. those will be like in the can, ready to go. Definitely. Because I've already, I finished shopping for Lilac, Blue the Whale Purchase already. Mm-hmm. Well... She was fun to shop for this year. It can sometimes be more challenging to shop for toddlers because they don't necessarily have, like, hobbies. Mm. But she does have interests. Although the only thing that she said that she wanted was a purple... Like, I I did ask her, like, what she wanted for her birthday, and she said a purple Squishmallow. (laughs) So I ordered her a purple sea slug. Hopefully Uh she'll like it. I mean, I showed that to you. It looked cute, right? Yeah. I did order one thing and then return it. I just can't tell what those squishmallows are supposed to be sometimes. Like, you my Easter egg, you didn't know what Eggletina was. Uh, even before... What? Her Who? name is Eggletina. <laughs> okay. That's not the name she came with. No, I they just, come I with some her. other funny name. I named her that because I've always thought Eggletina was a funny name. I think that was the name of one of the borrowers in the borrower oh. books. Hmm. It was like Cousin Eggletina or something. Because mm. they all had weird names like Pod and like... Yeah. Right. But, um, but no, I named it Eggletina. I don't normally keep that many stuffed animals around, but this, this Squishmallow has been really working out this year. (laughs) But I love, but that's a guilty pleasure of mine because like, I love stuffed animals, but I haven't really found a way to like, other than, you know, currently, because I'm using it to support my pregnant stomach. (laughs) I haven't really found a way to like, really engage with stuffed animals as an adult. But I do love them, so, like, I enjoy buying them for our kids to kind of live vicariously through them. You're not stacking them in between us in the bed, like, in the show oh, we're watching? Is... Yes, I, yes, in, in Love is Blind, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the woman that's trying to, like, keep the distance between herself and her supposed fiancé by, like, putting, like, a large stuffed bear between them. Alleged fiancé? Yeah, well, I'd say alleged because, like, there's no way she's planning on marrying him, right? Like... She literally said to the other woman that he gives her the ick every time he tries to touch her. Yeah, I just feel like they're keeping that person around to, like, be like, so you can watch it and be like, oh, they're not going to work out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, so you can, like, chew on that, you know, for a while. Also, I assume she wants to, like, at least finish out the vacation. They're in a pretty nice resort. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to leave that necessarily right away either. I mean, you've, you've seen the prices of hotels recently. How much would it cost to go on that vacation if you oh, had to, like, pay thousands. for it? Thousands. Thousands yeah. and thousands. So I'm just saying, it's like a nice enough like resort that they're staying at, and I'm sure all the like I don't think you could go to any uh, is all like inclusive. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you go any timeshare presentations to get to go to that place. I think you, <laughs> you act, have to like you actually have to pay up the... for that resort. I'm just saying, I think that by the time they've made it to the round where they get to go on the vacation, I feel like unless something goes horribly wrong, you're probably just gonna like try to like make it through the vacation just for, mm. like, the fun, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And, I mean, if you went on the show partially because you wanted to be on TV, I'm sure you realize that if you leave the vacation, <laughs> your time on TV is over. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, there's there's a lot to motivate them beyond the possibility that the relationship could actually work out. The only downside, I mean, one of the downsides would be the part where at the end of it you have to, like, drag your family back to, like, then, like, not... Meet oh, them at you the mean altar or whatever. you mean when your family? But but I'm just saying like, yes. You mean when your family has to come to the possible fake wedding and then yes. not like, and then watch. Yeah, that that that's really awkward. Mm-hmm. But 
I think you could probably go on the vacation and then break up before the actual wedding. But what if they were like, if you do that, we'll write you out of the show? Would they really write you out of the show after they've already paid for the whole vacation? You know, I think probably by the time you get to the resort, they can't write you out totally. Yeah, because they've taken, they've like, I think if you mess up in the pods, maybe they could still write you out. (laughs) I think they want to have a certain number of people to show at the resort, so I don't, I don't think they're going to write you out unless it's really, like, really bad. I don't know. Yeah, and I feel like didn't people in previous seasons leave before the end, too? I feel like they might have, yeah. Mm. I do remember somebody in the previous season that left during the vacation. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, then their storyline was just over, you know, at that mm-hmm. point. Whereas, I'm just saying, I think people want to just, like, hold on longer to the story. Sure. Still, if you're literally, like, physically repulsed by the person that you're supposedly engaged to, I just, there's no possible way to... Seems like an insurmountable obstacle to me. It does. Well, because that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, I think that if you felt neutrally, like, not attracted to somebody, but also not unattracted to them, you could conceivably become attracted to them. I think if you're actually repulsed by someone, I don't think you can go from repulsion travel all the way through the valley of neutrality and into like excitement you know i mean i keep feeding these people alcohol so i guess <laughs> although you noticed that they're not drinking out of the weird like they were always drinking out of these gold colored like cups so you can't see what's in their glass or how much mm-hmm. they're having and it seems like they've done have they done away with those completely or just no, at the i think that maybe at that one drink station maybe they'd like for some they reason didn't have them, them left preloaded there or something Someone's been like. I then saw the two guys talking, and they were both holding the stemmed frosted wine glasses. So it was like. Okay, so they they still have them. Just maybe that one place wasn't Mm -hmm. wasn't doing what it was supposed to, or something. Yes. But anyway, back to the Easter basket. (laughs) Um, Um, What else have we not talked about? Oh, just, I mean, do you, as as the person who just kind of sees me putting the baskets together and sometimes has to, like, pick things up from Target, <laughs> how, what do you, how do you feel like it, like, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Oh, I, I think you do it up big. I mean, it's definitely commendable. Our children are very lucky, even, you know, even though, like, like you mentioned, they can be a little bit demanding with their demands sometimes, but... Just they, everyone wants the chocolate bunnies of several sizes. Yes. At the same time, though, it's like, of all the things she could ask for, like, a chocolate bunny is, like, you know... It's pretty, yeah, pretty... It's pretty not really awesome, that extravagant of a thing. It's just, like, I'm probably not going to get bunnies of, like, various sizes. Although, how hard would that be, really? Maybe. <laughs> you could probably find a couple different ones. At this point, the baskets are, like, pretty full. Mm-hmm. But, um, what about the tags? I'm so excited because something I've wanted to do for several years and just, you know not done for, you know, one reason or another, was to get, like, personalized basket tags. Well, because a long time ago, like, when we were first having kids, I kind of thought we would get the Pottery Barn baskets that I feel like a lot of people have. Like, it's kind of, like, a very standard to get the Pottery Barn Easter baskets, and then you get the liner, and then you have the liner embroidered with the person's name. Mm -hmm. My taste has changed a little bit, so that's, like, no longer my dream. And also... Now that we have this many kids, it's, like, too expensive. Like, it's the kind of thing where if you were going to go down that route, the best thing you could probably do would be to buy the basket each year when each person is born versus trying to buy. I feel like you could spend easily hundreds of dollars if you're trying to buy baskets for, like, four people at once. Mm -hmm. But 
I really like the look anyway of like more of a wire basket so you can kind of see into the basket. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just think it's like cuter. Yeah. Um, I usually have done baskets where, you know, it's more of a storage thing and then we can repurpose it for storage afterwards. This year we actually did get like more of just like a dedicated Easter basket and I finally got personalized Easter basket tags. I'm really excited because well, I got one for the new baby also, which is another reason why I wanted to do it this year because I was like, okay, I can get them all at once so that they definitely are all matching and not mm -hmm. run the risk of going to buy his next year and then maybe, you know, I can't get the same style and then they're all not matching and then it's like, do I have to rebuy all these tags again from somewhere else so that they all match? So instead I just went ahead and got them all. So unless we change his name or like set. <laughs> if we change his name, then I'm, you know, back to like the problem where... That's one reason not to change the name that we have picked, but... I feel good about the name. I feel good about the name, too. I mean, I felt good enough about the name that I wanted to get the tags. Also, I actually kind of felt like it was kind of a test in that I could look at the his name on the tag and see if I, you know, still felt good about it or if I was like, ooh, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I got the personalized Easter basket tags. They're super, super cute. I got them from, like, an Etsy shop. And they're, they're kind of a mix of acrylic and wood. And it looks really good together. I do think that eventually they're going to seem dated, though, because I, I got two different styles. And the style that I got for the boys, like, they're all the same shape. Like, the boys and the girls, they're all the same shape. And they're the same, you know, font for the name and the same color of script. But the girls, the tag itself is also acrylic. And the script is acrylic, but for the guys, the script is that same acrylic, but then the tag is a wood. And I do think it might seem dated eventually because the wood of the tag is, it's like etched in a kind of a checkerboard pattern. Mm -hmm. And checkerboard patterns are extremely, extremely trendy right now. Mm. So right now it looks really great, but I assume a few years down the road it'll look like less cool or something. Mm-hmm. It's like how everyone was all about Chevron 10 years ago, and now it's like, ew, Chevron. Mm. You know, I feel like patterns do come and go, and this pattern is, like, going really hard right now. So, I mean, eventually, you know, let's just admit that eventually we'll probably have to get different tags. But right now, we're, like, all set, finally, for once. It's, like, all happening. It's like the stockings all over again. Oh, the stockings are actually a huge problem. <laughs> like, still haunting me. Yes. Well, the... The place that I'd been buying our stockings from isn't making stockings anymore. Why? Why would you just stop making this? I don't know. Maybe they just weren't that popular or something. It's weird because it was Restoration Hardware, so I don't understand what's happening there. But anyway... Um, We've shifted our business model away from stockings. Apparently they have. <laughs> so we're either going to have to just find a similar style of stocking, which wouldn't be that hard, but I'll always know it's not a perfect match. Mm -hmm. Or we have to just start over and like do the thing I was just talking about in reference to the Easter baskets and Pottery Barn, which is like buy all the stockings at once, like just reinvest. The one nice thing about doing that is that we could finally just get them all monogrammed, which has always been my dream, mm -hmm. to get the monogrammed stockings, not necessarily from Pottery Barn, but from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Although I do feel like not restoration hardware. Right. <laughs> Although I do feel like, you know, the chances of if we actually spend like three hundred dollars getting a matching set of monogram stockings for our whole family, 
we will somehow end up having a fifth child, and then they'll have discontinued the model of stocking that we like bought, and so somehow we'll just be back at square one again. Like you know that would happen, right? Yes. Like I feel like that's the kind of thing, like karmically, that happens. It's kind of like when you get usually, you know, sort of get yourself ready and presentable to go out into the world, like mm-hmm. just you know, brush your hair. Put on a decent looking outfit. You know, whatever just like a baseline of like you feel like you look okay is. But then that one day when like you're just at a really low point and you're wearing like a sweatshirt but like you spilled coffee on yourself in the car so it's like a baggy sweatshirt with a coffee stain and like you maybe didn't brush your hair but you're like I'm not going to see anybody anyway. That's the time you run into somebody you haven't seen in like three years. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how are you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's almost like you, karmically, somehow you made them run into you by, mm-hmm. like, not grooming yourself appropriately. Whereas every other time when you've been, like, looking, like, decently cute, it's like you don't see anybody that you know or care about. Right. Exactly. It's But it's, like, one of those weird karmic things where I feel like somehow when we invest in the stockings, it's, like, somehow not going to totally work out. But <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But speaking of containers, what about the Easter baskets themselves? Well, we went with the, um, they're like the hearth and hand mm-hmm. baskets that they've had out for a few years with Target, which I have very mixed feelings about the whole hearth and hand with Magnolia. Like, mm. Oh, is this, what's, what's her name? It's Chip and Joanna Gaines. Joanna Gaines, yeah. First of all, they belong to a very frightening church, I believe. Also, their headquarters used to be the newspaper in Waco, I found out. Oh, weird. Yeah, I know. Very strange. Um, but the thing is, they do make a lot of cute products, but the quality, I feel like, is not always there. Mm. Like, these Easter baskets are cute, but I'm a little bit annoyed because, like, the paint job on some of, like, the little hinge areas where, like, the handle meets the basket isn't, like, I think as nice as it could be. Mm. Or, like, we have one of the dollhouses from them, and this is probably combination their fault (laughs) and our children's fault, but, like... The door did, like, rip off the hinges, although I think that might have been, like, more due to our children playing wildly than, like, <laughs> necessarily the quality, of the, <laughs> the quality of the dollhouse wasn't necessarily to blame there. Yes, the ripping. I feel like they just played too wildly with, like, the opening yes, and closing. Something about, like, a little door that children can open and close that just oh, sure. really, like, sparks everyone's imagination. Mm-hmm. But, okay, like, here's, a, here's an example of what I mean by quality. So, we have the little toy wooden um, mixer... Mm-hmm. from them and the kids use it all the time not not necessarily i feel like 90 percent of the time they're not using it as a mixer or they're like doing something else weird with it but they do play with it like every day mm-hmm. and it's like it's like very cute and in good shape except that the bowl is kind of like chipped in ways it's like this could be nicer but whatever that's another thing where i like like i did say the kids play with it every day though so it's like whatever right it's not totally the thing's fault maybe mm-hmm. but so i did get one of the things i got for lilac was that i got her the little wooden toaster set that they have mm. and i think the toaster itself is really nice but like it comes with accessories like a plate and a butter dish mm. and the wood like the wood that they that they've made the plate and the butter dish out of it's just very light just like cheap, you know what I mean? Like I feel, and I feel like that's just like my general criticism of a lot of their products. It's like the quality is like not always great. Mm. It's sometimes nice, but it's just you can't count on it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But anyway, I did finally get those baskets, which is a change because before I always did like 
a storage basket, like a wire basket or something. And I just, honestly, I just couldn't find storage baskets that I liked mm. as Easter baskets to use this year. So I just thought, okay, I'll just get like these cute Easter baskets, you know. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they can carry them for like egg hunting, although I'm not sure mm. how that's going to work. But maybe that'll they'll work for egg hunting too. Yeah. Because we do have plans to hopefully do an Easter egg hunt this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. We've got Play-Doh, we've got stickers, and we've got little M&M packages for the eggs. So, I mean, they'll be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. They'll definitely be happy. Everyone wants to help hide the eggs, but I don't know if that's going to happen. She wants to help hide the eggs, but, you know, she would be sad if she couldn't actually hunt for the eggs. So. Maybe I can help her hide a couple. You could just stuff, like, three eggs, like, for me or something and have her hide those. And yeah. She just wants to, like, feel... She wants to, like, wear bunny ears and feel like she is the Easter Bunny and carry, like, a big <laughs> basket... And kind of, like, laugh under her breath while she, like, skips around hiding the eggs. She loves being sneaky, so. She loves being sneaky, and she just, she loves Easter so much. Like, I think the idea of just, like, getting to be the Easter Bunny sounds, like, fun to her. Yes. Like, the hopping around and, like, the general merriment, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of like pretending to be, like, the Tooth Fairy or something. <laughs> but, like, less horrifyingly tooth related yeah that is pretty horrifying yeah actually i don't know about that but you know what i mean i, th- I just think she just thinks it'll be fun i yes. can't really begrudge her that but i do think she would be bummed if she couldn't then hunt for the eggs yes but what do you want in your easter basket it's hard because i'm planning to give birth like a week afterwards so yeah. your taste your interests may change well there's just you know not like a ton of stuff that i can use I mean, my ability to, like, really use a lot of stuff will be, like, different, you know, in my postpartum time than it will be. Bottle wine. Yeah, the thing is, like, I feel like (laughs) every time I've been pregnant, it's been a little while before I really felt, like, rested enough to even think that I would enjoy having a glass of wine. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, I feel like the first time you're pregnant... If you, like, miss drinking, there's, like, this fantasy that, like, you could, like, pop open a bottle of champagne, like, an hour after the baby's born or something. But, like, the reality is I feel like to actually enjoy having, like, a glass of wine, I need to have, like, slept for a few days and then obviously figured out when the baby's sleeping and when they're, like, eating and everything so I can, like, time when to have the drink and, like, just be rested and not, you know, if I'm, you know, need any, like, pain medicine or anything, obviously not be taking that. So I feel like it's going to be a little bit of time Mm -hmm. before I want anything like that. It's interesting, though, I think the first time that I was pregnant, I remember that I missed drinking a little bit. Because I remember we bought non-alcoholic wine once to try, and it was, like, really gross. (laughs) Yeah, it was terrible. I went, like, it was one of those things where I really thought, like, it was so much worse than if I had just had, like, a nice glass of grape juice or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, now I don't even really understand the impulse to have, like, wanted it badly enough to, like, even try that. I Although, I'm the kind of person I just like trying experimental products. Like, for me, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So, it's really partially probably about that, like, an opportunity to, like, try something that I normally wouldn't buy. But anyway, it's like, this time I haven't really missed drinking at all, except the two times that I've missed being able to have a drink were like Christmas Eve and Mm. then like St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah. Because those are both times where it's kind of more tied to like this sort of whole like like there's this kind of part of like the fantasy of Christmas Eve that I have where I have like 
a glass of wine as I like sit in front of like the Christmas tree and just like enjoy the lights or whatever. Like Carmilla. Yes, exactly. Like Carmilla Soprano when she's just like sitting there looking at her <laughs> giant Christmas tree. Like that's like a nice like I feel like that's kind of a nice experience to just sort of take that moment to pause and relax and like have a drink. Mm-hmm. And then like St. Patrick's Day because I do really like Bailey's and it's not something that I buy you know on a regular basis, so I associate it strongly with St. Patrick's Day. Which is so curious, because you don't like cloudy things normally. But it's like, you know, do you ever just love something that sort of defies the <laughs> rules of what you normally like? The, the exception that proves the rule? Exactly, because no, I don't normally like cloudy foods or drinks or anything, but I do like it. Like, I've good... never seen you sipping on any eggnog or anything? <laughs> no, eggnog is like pan me. But I like Bailey's a lot, and mm-hmm. I feel like it was maybe like a year or two ago that I invented... It was... At some point, I inv- I didn't invent this, I'm sure. There's other people that have made this before me. But I invented a drink, which was like whiskey and Bailey's shaken with ice, but then like strained and then topped with whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And I would like to have that drink again at some point mm-hmm. because it was really good. But it's like... That, so that was like St. Patrick's Day. I did kind of have that thought of like, aw, I missed my drink, <laughs> you know? But I mean, St. Patrick's Day will come around again next year, and then well, I'll be extra excited to try my drink again. Absolutely. It was a good drink. Yeah. But but going back to what we were saying about like pregnancy and like, what do I want in my Easter basket? Um, at the same time, it's like I, I want things that aren't just about like me being pregnant, because I'm also still a person. But... I feel like during this period of my life, so much of my personhood is about me being pregnant. Yeah. Understandably. But probably snacks, like, I need to get, I mean, I should have already probably bought these before Easter, but I do need to get snacks to put in my, like, just, like, postpartum, like, things to have, you know, on Mm -hmm. hand. Um, I always like cute socks. Mm-hmm. They fit well in a basket. They do. Kind of stocking. I don't necessarily need this for Easter, but I still think it would be really nice to get a more aesthetically pleasing bird feeder. Mm-hmm. Because I've really been enjoying our bird feeder, like, the last couple years, but our bird feeder is, like, the ugliest bird feeder ever. Like, I, it's not that I enjoy the bird feeder itself. I enjoy the experience <coughs> of luring birds close to the window so I can, like, look at them. Mm-hmm. The bird feeder itself looks exactly like, don't you think it looks like, you know when people go swimming with the sharks and there's like that metal like <laughs> rectangle you get inside of? Listen, there's a reason it's, it's, it looks like that. Because the sharks are like the birds nipping, nipping, nipping away. No, but birds. like the things, I, the bird food I buy comes in those cube shapes and it fits perfectly in the... You, but you know what I'm talking about, how, like, you look at some people as yards and they have cute bird feeders. True. Yeah. I don't necessarily want that for Easter, but I just think, like, this year I would like I to I think those people our... are working more with, uh, open seed. Yes, whereas we were doing, like, more of the suet. Yeah, no, I get that. I don't, I don't think I really want Maybe bird feeder we could, fruit. we could switch to the, yeah. No, the birds might get mad. I don't, I don't really want a bird feeder for Easter. I just, at some point this year, would like to upgrade our bird feeder situation. I have to think some more. I think I started a list at some point of things I wanted in my Easter basket, but then I think I bought some of them for myself. Mm. So, well, because I wanted that belt bag, but then I decided to just buy it. Mm. You're like a whole new person now with your belt bag? 
I'm trying new things. I'm hip. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm exactly like Dr. Evil when he do, tries to do the Macarena. <laughs> it's like my level of like being hip and with it fashion-wise these days. Exactly. But I did obtain a belt bag, so like I'm, I'm trying new things. No, it's fine. It looks good. Well, because the thing is, you know, I like the ability to just kind of have something that has like a few things in it to grab and go. Mm-hmm. And I also like the idea of when I'm done being pregnant, like, throwing away all my clothes and starting over. You may not have that choice. They may just fall off your body first. This, this is true. Like, a lot of these clothes are, like, like your, not your shirt anymore. that you're wearing now, your Jurassic Park shirt's, like, falling apart. I think it's because we've been using so much OxyClean, but, like, I feel like all of our clothes are falling apart. It's really, like, Yeah, tragic. It's, it's a problem. It's like they're just, like, they're coming apart at the seams. It's only because the kids' clothes smell so bad. I know. I know, it's but I try to, to keep my clean. laundry separate from theirs, but sometimes it gets mixed in accidentally. Yeah. But, but no, I just, I feel like it's time for a complete wardrobe refresh. Well, because I think that what happened is that I didn't buy that many clothes over the last couple of years because, you know, I was pregnant and then we were like pretty isolated for so long that like, if you have no hope of like seeing anyone the inspiration to buy new clothes doesn't feel very, like, strong, you know? Mm -hmm. But now that we're, we are getting out a little bit more and, like, socializing a little more and stuff, it makes the pro... Because I think a big part of buying new clothes is the fantasy of, like, where you'll be wearing them. Sure. And if you're just going to be wearing them, like, to the couch or, like, you know, <laughs> it's it's not... It doesn't really, like... No, but we're, like, visiting with small groups of people, so... Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's, like, there's there's the possibility of, like, excitement about, like where I could be wearing, like, if I bought, like, a new shirt or some pants or something that just, like, over the past couple of years that hasn't, I haven't always been able to feel that spark of excitement that would lead me to, like, buy clothes. And then, of course, now I'm pregnant again, so it's, like, not really the right time to invest in normal, t normal clothes. But I'm just saying, like, when I'm not pregnant anymore, definitely need to, like, refresh my wardrobe. Definitely. Speaking of things you bought for yourself, you bought a very exciting... It's, like... You know when you want something for a really long time <laughs> and you don't really think it's going to happen for you, but then all the stars align, and by all the stars aligning, I mean that it was 50% off <laughs> at Target, and additionally, I used our baby registry coupon that gave us an additional 15%. See, that'll do it. Yes. So it was like, the price took it down to a point where it was still a splurge, but it felt like something I could do versus something I definitely shouldn't do. But it's still going to be useful. It's going to be so useful because I'm going to be able to sit in it when I feed the baby. And I can mm -hmm. sit in it when I read to the kids because we can all fit inside it simultaneously because I bought myself an egg chair. Describe the egg chair. I mean, I think that, like, when I say egg chair, hopefully people know what I'm talking about. But it's, this one is meant for a patio. So it's, like, kind of an open weave, although we're using it inside. It's kind of, which I, I think inside. we're not weird about using it inside because though, because like if you look at the reviews for the egg chair, I think a lot of people are using it inside because mm -hmm. it's like once you've invested in an egg chair, you don't want it to be ruined by the elements. No. Mm -hmm. But, um, so it's like an open weave, like it's like an enclosed, it's almost like a little, almost like a small rattan, like rattan, like room, <laughs> but for that you can kind of sit inside of like a room inside a room it's so cute and it's like huge it's like actually. picture like, in picture it's stunningly large <laughs> like our, i think our whole family could probably sit in it together yeah right? but we shouldn't why shouldn't we 
uh, well, together, I guess. The, the kids, like, keep wanting to, like, jump into it, and I keep telling them no. I'm discouraging them from sitting in it. Well, because it's kind of my chair. It, it should remain so. If, as long as you want to keep it nice, you should keep everyone else out of it. Well, I'm still scarred from, like, back, like, ten years ago when we had that, like, dish chair, and then... Mm. That was back when we let our pets jump up on our furniture and the pets fought over it and fought over it and they shed their hairs all over it and then like there's, there was like a peeing war that started and then the whole Sorry. chair had to be like thrown away. Tragic, I missed that chair. Yeah, I mean, fortunately that wasn't like, that wasn't a chair that I would want us to still own, so it's really fine. I know, you would have gotten, by the time you made us get rid of the level lamp, you <laughs> probably would have gotten rid of the dish chair Probably would have gotten that one too. Yes. At the time it did feel like kind of a tragic loss though. It was. Concerning the other options we had in our living room at that point. Yeah, I mean, our furnishings was not, like, at a robust point where we were, like, really, like... We weren't investing in any egg chairs or anything at that point. Not quite. Not quite there yet. But this egg chair, it's, like... It's kind of, like, a non-traditional take on, like, you know, people get, like, rocking chairs and stuff mm -hmm. to sit and feed the baby. But I'm going to be able to sit and feed him, like, in the egg chair. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's awesome. It is really awesome. Like I'm, I'm like pretty psyched to use it. It looks very comfortable. You're allowed to sit in it. I don't want to be responsible <laughs> for any any injuries to it. What could happen? Oh, Ash. So, plenty of things could happen. I would definitely never sit with an open top drink in it. That would probably That's be a mistake. Sure. I mean, I if did... I get one of those. Uh, Coffee mugs like you have that has the top on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it did put blankets kind of over the cushions, because the cushions are kind of an ivory color, which is obviously not a good idea in a home with children and pets. But still, you know, if you spilled something, it would soak through and then, you know, still stain. It's really more just to keep from, like, scuffs and stuff going on there. Mm -hmm. I think it might be a good idea to get cushion covers at some point, but I'm oh, not definitely. sure... I'm not sure if that's the kind of thing where we would need to get them specially made to fit the dimensions of the thing, mm -hmm. or if they could be purchased from somewhere. I don't really know how that works. It seems like a unique dimension. I don't know. I'm not sure how universal that would be. I feel like it's the kind of thing where I could probably sew them if I had like more time, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to be doing that. So. But yes, it know. looks amazing. No, the only reason I wanted you to clarify was because when you first said egg chair, I thought you meant the ones that like hang in a chain off the ceiling or whatever. Oh, I also think one of those could be cool. No, I, I just, I do too. I just, I didn't know if that's what you meant when you... Oh, when I told you I had purchased an egg chair? Yes. Were you fearing that you were going to have to like try to well, install it? Or I was only fearing it because I knew that either one of two things. You'd gotten the one that has to screw somehow into the ceiling. I feel like for that one or... you need some kind of like a load-bearing like beam in your ceiling yeah, to you like anchor it in. Really, you can't just like really randomly sure. no. like screw like, that into your plastic. It's not like hanging a picture and it's like, well, did that hit the stud, <laughs> didn't it? We'll never know. I guess it's, as long as the picture stays No, I think you need to like really understand no, the like layout of yeah, your ceiling behind the blaster if you're gonna like you, do that. You don't want to be, you don't want to think, you want to know. Um, but no, the other option would be, and I've seen both these options where it just goes straight up, but there's also one where it's like a metal scaffolding mm -hmm. that goes over it and then it hangs from the metal scaffold. Oh, I think those are cute too. I think that would be fun for outside because almost more like a porch swing or something. Yes. No, this is stationary. Like it has legs. Yeah. It's like a... Well, it's very stable. Yeah. It's like a non-moving wicker... It's not wicker though, it's more of a rattan. What's a rattan? Well, it's also woven, and I mean, I think this is actually like a fake rattan because like, it's not really actually bamboo. It's like a, it looks like 
kind of like a woven, like it could be bamboo or something, but it's actually like a, you know, like a synthetic materials and like metal and stuff. Mm. But the difference is wicker is more like small weaving. I mean, you know what wicker is like. It's like tiny, mm. small weaving threads. Whereas this is more like chunky, like pieces of like, not not like not like skinny little things that are all woven together. These are more like very distinct individual chunks of furnishing material. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to describe that exactly. I think people will if they if people are familiar with what rattan versus like what wicker is, I think they'll understand what I'm saying. Okay. It's like the egg chair. Like it's like I this chair is like a thing. Like I feel like if you're if you're like familiar with Target. And like general like egg chairs, you will understand which egg chair I'm talking about. It's like it's the chair. How many people fall into that category? I suspect a lot. Target is like pretty like a, a thing. Really? Yeah, people are very into Target. No, no, the egg chairs specifically. I promise you I'm not the only person that wanted this egg chair because like the egg chair when I saw it was on sale, I spent like ten minutes thinking about whether or not I should buy it and during that time it sold out and then like three days later it like came back into stock and I bought it very quickly when I saw that it had come back into stock and I was glad that I did because it's like now sold out again mm. so I mean it is like the chair I mean like I, I don't think I'm the only person that's ever been like waiting for years in the hopes that the signature would go on sale mm. well because I remember I looked for this chair once when we were buying our patio chairs, and I remember seeing that it was, like, not available or something. And, I mean, I probably wouldn't have wanted to put it outside anyway, so it's fine. But, you know, it's just, I think it's, like, it's a significantly in-demand sort of a chair. Yeah. It looks amazing. It does. It's, it's very exciting. It's, like, I haven't been this excited about, like, a piece of home furnishings in a while. Mm-hmm. And I recently have bought a fair amount of home furnishings type of stuff that I'm, like, moderately excited about but like the less excited you know like i bought us some new bath towels and i'm pretty psyched to use them mm -hmm. but it kind of just feels like oh good now we have decent bath towels not like yes i've taken myself to the next level the egg chair really feels like i've started a whole new lifestyle of yeah. being a person who has an egg chair still need a new curtain run i know but the egg chair did kind of take a dent into my, into my, yeah. into my budget, so may have to wait a few weeks on the curtain rod. Oof. But, no, and I, we bought the kids' beds, and I'm excited about those, but those are for the kids. And that's the thing that I tend to do, is I tend to buy a lot of stuff for the kids and not as much stuff for us. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I feel kind of grouchy, and I realize that maybe we need to get stuff for ourselves also. Totally. You know, because like, I kind of like low-key dislike our bed frame. Yeah. But, like, I can't really justify buying us a new one for that reason, because, like, I needed to get the bed frames for the kids, you know? Especially since this was free 99 It was. Well, it was free because that was another thing about the egg chair. It's a miracle that it arrived in great shape. Although, that box was looking a little beat up. <laughs> but the chair itself inside the box was fine, unlike yeah. the last large furnishing that I bought from Target was this bed frame that we're sitting on right now. And I mean, it's perfectly serviceable. It's just, I don't, there's things I don't like about it in general, mm -hmm. but also it ended up being free because 
the box i mean what did it look like it happened to it that was box? mangled it looked like it like fell off the truck like while the truck was moving and like then was, was like beaten well it has a huge mad at it. dent but right and that's why it was and free was is that free. we tried to return it mm -hmm. but because it's so large like Apparently it would have been more trouble than it was worth to them to, like, come and try to get it or whatever. They would have had to, like, schedule someone to come to our house and, like, take it away. Mm -hmm. And I assume it's just, like, that was going to cost more than just being, like, you just keep... They were, like... I love when Target does that, though, when they give you something for free that you've tried to return because they're, like... It's your item to keep, donate, or destroy. It's like, it's like, alright. Like, cause that happened to me once with a, like a sort of flowy bathrobe kimono type of thing that I tried to return that had apparently, between the time that I bought it and received it, had been, like, discontinued. Mm. Like, it's yours to donate or destroy as you see fit. And it's wow. like, well, I guess I'll just keep this. But... Too bad you can't know ahead of time which products are going to do that. No, it's 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 only a surprise <laughs> when that happens. But but yeah, so I mean, this bed frame did work out in the sense that it was free. It did not work out in the sense that there are certain things that I really don't like about it. Yeah, me too. Those are more just design flaws, though, which is like now I know that I don't want a metal bed frame that has like a headboard that's going to be like cold metal wires that like just i don't know it's just very cold and i always feel like i'm gonna slip through the cracks yeah also now that we have our be uh, tv in the bedroom we have to like set up way more because the edge of the bed is like sticking up well the footboard goes the footboard up too high up for too like high, yeah. but that is an issue where it's like we could get a taller tv stand or something yeah i guess that's true still i don't like it yeah no i would i wonder if we could get like a headboard to like like a costume for this bed to like make it better somehow. <laughs> kind of costume. Like a like a more you know more of like an upholstered headboard or something. Oh, yeah, maybe like just to kind of go, fit go over. over the yeah, bed. just sort of fit over this, just to give us a solid back to lean mm. against. Yeah, that would probably it. be cheaper than trying to buy an entirely new bed. That's true. I mean, it's held the bed up so far, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's technically worked. But I did buy the kids' new bed frames, and I am. Fairly excited about them. Yeah. Well, I've been stocking those IKEA beds for like so long, like the the little the ones that we got. I'm just glad they I kept... made it home with them successfully. Yeah, I didn't realize they weren't actually going to fit in our car. Yeah, and then they wouldn't help me tie it down. I'm sure for legal purposes. But still, it's like kind of harsh. Yeah, like you can take as much twine as you want. <laughs> it's like thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you. And then on the twine box, it had like. A advertisement for their delivery service or whatever. Right. Oh, I'm sure. Wow. Strategic marketing. But the cost of getting these beds delivered would have seriously cut it. said in, it like, started at $49. Yeah. So it's like, let's say it had only... And is that per item or just right. for the, said, both? Because I'm saying, if we had to pay $100 to have those delivered... I mean, that's... A, that's a significant yeah. portion of the cost of these beds. Because, I mean, part of the reason that I bought the beds from Ikea was that they were, like, exactly. modestly priced. You know? Because I was trying to buy two of them at once. And, like, you know... I didn't buy the sheets from Ikea, but I was also buying them, like, new, like, sheets and comforters mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's, like, it all it all adds up. I don't want to also pay for delivery. Yeah. Which is... But, I mean, then again, you had to, like, slowly Final Destination creep your way home with the beds, like, twice. Oh, I wasn't the, the one car. that was going to Final Destination. <laughs> the person that was tailgating me on the way home. I was like, if you only knew how not well I know the world of knots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. I've got shoelace ties up here. You better just give me 50 feet in an ounce of space. 
But um, no, I I luckily did not have to drive on any highways on the way home, which is fortunate because I think people do drive from long distances to get to this Ikea. Yeah, no, but I mean, part of the reason that I took so long to find these frames is because I was waiting for them to be in stock at the Ikea that's like incredibly close to our home. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I had to have to drive like 300 miles, I think then I might it would have been be in worth, trouble. Then it would be worth paying for delivery. Oh, yeah. I think just living so close, it seems especially ridiculous to pay for delivery if yes. you're like... If you're like, I could really almost see my house from here. I mean, not really, but like, almost, exactly. you know? I could drag this through the weeds to my house if <laughs> right? I really had to. No, I couldn't. It was like 50 no. miles. No, that would have, it would have, the, the distance from the Ikea to our home would have suddenly felt a lot longer if we yeah. tried to do that. It's like three miles, but it would have been three long miles. <laughs> right? Like, oh man. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. But, oh, the other really exciting thing that we bought is a um, small pink electric guitar. So, well, that's for Emerald's birthday, though. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, once again, buying more stuff for our kids, but... But you, there's a reason you bought that when you did, though. Yeah, I mean, because I was going to buy it within the next couple months anyway, and... I had seen that it was out of stock a few months ago when I was first, you know, because I pre-planned kind of looking at stuff that I'm wanting to get the kids, and... I saw it was out of stock and it was out of stock for quite a while. So when it came back into stock, I felt like I should go ahead and get this. Now, rather than risk four weeks from now when I want to buy this, it's out of stock. Mm -hmm. You know? Because it's like, you know, she wants the pink one and she, like like we said before, she practices. Like she practices so joy and she's so happy she about it. But, so I'm really happy to get it for her. And it, it did cost a little more than like other birthday presents that we've gotten her in the past, but. I feel like it's worth it because it's like it's a musical instrument and so it's kind of like you know it's a present for her but it's also like something that we probably would have bought her anyway kind of like you know if, if she needed like a violin or something totally but i'm really excited to give that to her i think she's going she's to be, gonna love it. she's gonna be excited because right now she's using one that she's borrowed from people which i think she does like the fact that she's borrowed it from another little girl so she who's like slightly older than her so she can kind of imagine, like, you know, that kind of increases the coolness factor. At the same time, though, I think she'll be super psyched to have one of her own and, like, in the color that she had picked out. Oh, totally. She's going to love it. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. She gets some kind of case, too. Yeah, it's just the guitar itself really ate into my birthday <laughs> presenting budget. No, I know. But, yes, we Even do need to... Even just, like, a bag or something? Yes, something, no, we... Something to put it in? Yeah, I guess we do need to put it in something. Couldn't... But... Didn't, weren't we talking about getting those, like, neck oh, yeah, I have holding one up onto the wall things? put it up yet. I was going to try that. I should go get some more of those if that works. Because that would be good as far as, like, since she's practicing every day, it might be better for her to just have it hanging up so she could just kind of, you yeah. know, because it's, it's easy to, like, take out, put back, take out, put back. I almost feel like a case is more useful if you're storing it or if you're, like, taking it places to play whereas if you're just practicing at home mm -hmm. i think the easier the more easily you can get to the instrument the better like for example since we moved our piano we were keeping it in our room and now we moved it out to like the more like common area the kids i feel like it's easier for them to practice now like practice is happening better than it was in here totally just because i mean just the difference between having to go to a different room versus it's just right there does make a difference in like actually practicing the instrument. Oh yeah, they just gravitate towards it. 
Well, they'll like, they'll just like sit down sometimes and, you know, mess around with it a little bit. Whereas they could never do that when it was in our room. Cause it's like, they have to ask permission to come into our room. And it seems more like I'm going to do my piano practice now versus just like sitting down and doing it. You mm-hmm. know, totally. It's funny how though, too, I think just layout can change the way people use things like, I moved the kids' play kitchen, and have you noticed that they're playing with it constantly now? Oh my gosh, I'm always picking up stuff off the floor from that. Yeah, the play kitchen kind of, <laughs> it's its a love-hate relationship for me. Oh yeah. Like, I, I get really annoyed because, like, it stresses, like, all the little pieces of play food, like, cause me a lot of stress, but I do like that they're actually, like, using it a lot. Oh, they are, for sure. But they weren't really using it before in, like, some of the other locations that it's been in. And it's not just the novelty of it having recently moved, because some of the locations it's been in, they never used it, like, in those locations. Mm -hmm. Something about just the way it's positioned right now, though, has just excited them. Totally. So I do think just, like, positioning things in your home sometimes can really make a huge difference that you, like, aren't even aware of until it's happening. Yeah, I, I believe in feng shui. I don't even know. Is it feng shui, or is it just kind of, like... Well, no, I well, I I learned I learned things from from looking into that. Like, for example, like I never have my back to a door when I'm sitting at a desk. Oh yeah, and I think that's like, just like once a I learned that rule, I was like, oh man, this is so much better. Also, not working in an open plan office really increased <laughs> right <laughs> increased that. But uh, that just goes to show, like there's there's something to that. Like yeah. you, you want to see people approaching you. Yeah, that's. It's, I think that's just how natural. natural I mean, is that, you well, know? it's the same with like our bed. Like the way our bed is, like we face towards the door. The door doesn't like weirdly open in a way where we could not see yeah. it. You know. Exactly. I think. Yeah, I think there's just there are some. You're right. There are some things that are just kind of natural. There's some rules about, like, that are universal. But feel good about the way things are laid out. Yeah, but they're intuitive too. I'm sure a lot of people have had that same idea. They're intuitive, but at the same time, sometimes you don't know. Like, like where I put the play kitchen wasn't necessarily intuitive, but just something about it just works, you know? Oh, totally. Just like sometimes there will be other pieces of furniture and just something about them just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, like the area where we have the piano now, I'm really happy that we've turned it into like the music area because... Before we tried to make it into like kind of like a little corner playroom and something about it just never worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It was just a dead zone. Yeah, like it wasn't just being used at all. Some areas, it's just like yeah, like just for certain purposes, they just are not going to be happening. No matter how much you try to like make it happen, <laughs> it's like look, it's not happening. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Exactly. It's funny because like I was thinking that in my mind right before you said it. <laughs> Oh, the other exciting thing that's totally off topic from everything that we've been talking about this episode is that Yellow Jackets is back. Yeah, we've got another episode to watch after this. Yes. I'm so happy because we had just finally reached the point of, like, resignation where we thought it had, like, been canceled, right? Yeah, and then I just randomly Googled it, like, the other day, and it was, like, coming back on the 25th or whatever. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know. It just felt like somehow it had been long enough that maybe it wasn't going to return. Yeah. I don't know, it's it's still on its creepy, slow burn, not really giving you too much more. Yeah, I mean, I'm still concerned about where it's going, but I'm excited to yeah, be Yeah, the there supernatural elements are always concerning. Yeah, I just, I'm not as into the supernatural, but let's just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm ready to see I'm still see here. Where this I'm still watching. Us. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. 
Well, is there anything else you wanted to say about like Easter basketry or pregnancy or anything in those springtimey vein? He's moving around a lot. He is. He's very like. I think we just feel him because he's like pressing against the edges a lot now. Oh yeah. There's just, like a lot of him in there. <laughs> it's it's interesting um, to be having a boy after it feels like it's so long since you know our son was born, mm-hmm. like our other son. Yeah. I wonder, you know, because having had one boy and then two girls, there's a lot that I wonder about just, you know, certain, like, gender differences, if we'll notice them or not. Because, I mean, they'll obviously just be different people. Mm -hmm. But also just, like, I wonder if he'll be in any ways more similar to his brother than to the girls. You know, just, just in, like... What he's interested in, like, how he likes to play, like, you know, will he be more interested in, like, trains and cars and, like, stuff like that? Because, I mean, girls like that stuff, too, in general, but I definitely think our son liked that stuff, like, way more it's than hard to say, yeah. girls. It's like, I wonder if he'll like that kind of stuff, too, you know? I feel like the girls have a lot of similar interests, but I, I think that comes from being two little girls very similar in age. Yeah, well, I just mean things like, like, all children like to play with toy cars. Mm-hmm. But our son did like toy cars much more intensely than either of our daughters ever have. Yeah. So things like that, like, I wonder, you know, what, you know, differences we'll see. Mm-hmm. The same thing with trains. Like, the girls like to play with trains, but not with the same kind of passionate intensity that our son liked trains for, like, I would say there was a good solid two years there where trains were, like, very important to him. Whereas mm-hmm. the girls, like, every once in a while will get the trains out and they'll have fun building and then they'll be, like, done for, like, you know. They won't really, like, ask about them again until I, like, randomly get them out to be like, hey, who wants to build with the trains, you know? Yeah, exactly. Whereas he was, like, all trains all day long for, like, a good solid, you know, strip of time there. Definitely. So it will be interesting to see, you know, if there's anything like that where we revisit those hobbies or if, I mean, he could just have a totally different set of interests as well. Mm-hmm. All of our children have loved the movie Frozen. Some have loved it. More Although, than yes, well, I was going to say, like, escalatingly so, because, I mean, our first liked it, and then our second liked it a lot, but our third is, like, Deep into, I think, the most intense relationship with Frozen that I've, like, experienced. I mean, that's pretty intense, because I know a lot of people like Frozen a lot, but she really likes Frozen. She randomly bursts out into song from it multiple times a day. She'll also go be, like, distraught if, like, the song starts playing, but she hasn't, like, had time to put her cape on. And a cape can be anything from... A play silk to a towel to to like shirt. a to like a dinosaur bathrobe. bathrobe yeah or like yeah no it's... anything that dangles and that she can throw in throw throw down at like about fifty seconds into the song but it's like you've seen how upset she becomes if she, like that she one makes song me start the song over she, she starts freaking out if, yeah or if she can't get to her cave because she's like in her high chair or something and she has to like yeah like. Like, she's, like, intense. Like, she's got the costuming. She, like, does the moves. She's just, like... She is. It's all, it's all happening She is queen also. She really is. Like, she's... It scares me sometimes when she tries to icy power us, though. Yes, it's it's her last line of defense, I've noticed. Yes, like, I feel like she has tried to, like... 
icy power me for real when like I was like coming to like get her and she like didn't want to be like apprehended. Yeah. But so I mean there's certain interests like that that's just interesting to see. Like could this person like Frozen even more than she does? Or will he have other things that he's into? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well I was gonna ask what music you've been listening to lately, but I think we already answered that. Definitely the soundtrack. The soundtrack of the movie Frozen and also Frozen 2. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't been making as much time to listen to music for my own personal interest. Although I do have, I, I have some things to say about music, though. Yes. Um, well, my sister and I were talking a lot about, like, Miley Cyrus um, the other day. Mm. Because she just, you know, she has, like, some new songs out, I think. Like, there's that, that Flowers one. I've heard that. Um, the thing about it is that I guess she supposedly filmed the music video in, like, because she's recently gotten a divorce. Mm. And she filmed the music video, though, I guess, in the house. Somehow it's the house where her person that she's divorcing would take the people that he was cheating on her with. Wow. But then she, like, rented it to film the music video in, like, intentionally. Oh, my gosh. So it's, like, pretty, like, intense. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of interesting. And we were just talking about how we were both a little bit surprised at how well Miley Cyrus has transitioned into, like, having, like, an adult recording artist career. Yeah, she's been all over the map creatively. Well, and just because, I mean, my sister is of the age where she was, like, the target audience of Hannah Montana mm -hmm. back when that was happening. But it's like we've seen other people that we would have at that time put into the same category, such as like Amanda Bynes or something, mm -hmm. that are like super not doing well now. Yeah, I am. But she had to. I saw Amanda Bynes had to be like put into like some kind of custody or well, something. Last I heard, she like got a face tattoo and had like started a fire or something. Yeah. Not so doing like, well, yeah, like things were not like. Curse of the child star a lot of the time, but not always, obviously. But that's what I mean. Like with Miley Cyrus, like. It seems like, I mean, she's obviously had some times when maybe it seemed like she was struggling or something, but it seems like she's transitioned into being, like, an adult artist mm -hmm. that's, like, apparently successful and independent. Like, she hasn't been, like, entrapped like Britney or something, you know? So, it's just sort of interesting to see that. It's, like, a little bit surprising, but, I, but good for her, you know? She can really sing, too, so... Yeah, I mean, I actually do, like... It's it's funny because there's music that, you know, at the time when it came out, I think I was, like, too cool to, like, admit that I liked it or something, but there's songs, mm -hmm. like, I, I really like that Wrecking Ball song. Mm-hmm. No, I heard her do a live cover of Arctic Monkeys, uh, you, you Why Do You Only Call Me When You're High, that was really good. It's very, yes. like, she has a real soulful take on it. Wouldn't have expected that from Miley Cyrus. And she works with interesting people. Like, I feel like I saw something where she was going to be doing a duet with, like, Dolly Parton or something. Mm. And, like, just, like, I feel like she's got, like, some interesting, like, creative stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, other than that, I've mostly just been listening to, like, a lot of classical music lately. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really, really happy with this book that we got the kids recently. It's this story orchestra book where, you know, you press the buttons mm -hmm. and then it plays little samplings. Yeah, they like that. Yeah, and we got the one for um, Sleeping Beauty. And so it's, like, all, like, from, like, the ballet. And 
I really liked realizing because I hadn't actually listened to that all the way through before like that, like just as like an album or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize that the song from the Disney movie, like one of the songs, like used the song from the ballet, like mm -hmm. that, you know, you know, that Once Upon a Dream song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I didn't realize that that was like taken directly from that. Mm -hmm. Is that Tchaikovsky? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's nice. And like, so I love learning about stuff like that with the kids. And Lilac really likes that book because the good fairy, like the good and most powerful fairy in that is the Lilac fairy. Mm. So when she's not being Elsa, she will be the Lilac fairy now. <laughs> have you have you heard her say that before? Yeah. She's kind of the Lilac fairy. <laughs> I think the fact that it's like the most powerful and good fairy really was Yeah, very, if it was a villain, really I don't think her. she'd be so excited about it. No, definitely not at all. <clears throat> but yeah, so I mean, I've been listening to like a lot of like classical... Stuff which sounds a little bit like, I don't know, it's one of those things that's like hard to talk about or something. Mm. But I, I don't know, I, I feel like you and me have such a different relationship to music. What do you mean? I remember when I was like first getting to know you and you like, were like, what kind of music do you listen to? <laughs> like... Just because, like, I mean, I, I listen to music more, like, with my headphones on. Like, it's a very, like, personal kind of, like, a closed experience. Or I will listen to music, like, when I turn music on, just, like, in our house, it's more... I do that more now, because, like, I'm listening to it, like, with the kids. But, like, if, I, it's just, if it's just for my own enjoyment, I'm more likely to listen to music just, like, in my headphones. Mm. You know, like, it's a very, like, personal listening. I listen to my, head, to my headphones. Well, I know you do, too. But I feel like... I'm sure not to when you're around, because I have trouble hearing what you're saying. Only because you have, like, the big, like, noise canceling. Mm. Or you did. Mm. I know that's, like, a deeply tragic issue. Yeah. Headphone death. Mm. Permanently disabled, anyway. I know. Well, I still think we could fashion some kind of a brace to fix it, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it's not that helpful. But... If I wrap a headband around my head, I think I can make it work. Yeah, but, I mean, you want it to, like, I don't know. You want to feel cool. Yeah, that doesn't feel very cool. No. <laughs> but, no, just, like, I don't know. I just feel like my taste in music is, like, all over the map. Me too. No, I know it is. I just feel like lately I haven't really been exploring much, like, new stuff. It's just like, I'm revisiting classical music and I'm, like, revisiting Miley Cyrus and I'm not, like, you know. I don't really know if I have anything, like, earth-shattering to, like, drop upon us. Fair enough. I did learn recently that... So the kids and I are like learning about different, like I got a curriculum where we learned about kind of, kind of less tradition, not less traditional, but like not just like the classical music instruments, but like, so for example, we did a unit on like the mandolin mm -hmm. and they, for each unit, there's like a composer. And so the composer for that was like, Chris, is it Thile? Uh, T-H-I-L-E, however yeah. you say that. Yeah. Thile? And Thile? I did, like, not think that I knew who he was, but then realized that I recognized, like, a Nickel Creek song. Mm-hmm. Which, and, but then I thought, maybe I like Nickel Creek, because I did kind of like that one song that I recognized, but then I listened to a bunch of their other music, and I realized that I didn't like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a loss, but, you know, at least I tried to expand my horizons. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's an accomplished mandolin player. Yeah, no, I mean, my not liking necessarily their music wasn't a criticism of his, like, musical skill. It was just more like the songs didn't, like, totally speak to me. Yeah. But I did appreciate what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, I've, like, attempted to branch out into, like, new music. So, wow, the lights just, like, flickered. Also, I think it might be storming outside. We're supposed to possibly have, like, a tornado or something, so... Mm -hmm. We should, like, be on high alert. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. Yeah. Thank you for being a guest on the Roberta show. <laughs> You're welcome. You know where to find me. I do. Yeah.